welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Magazine Strobeck. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give Jesus a shout while we're up. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. You're our victory, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Feel free to take a seat. Thanks for that intro, Ash. No pressure now. Who's enjoying Christmas so far? I love it. My Christmas tree at home smells amazing. It's my favorite natural joy of the whole year. My husband's Christmas tree rash is fading, his annual rash. Thank you, honey, for putting up with that. Worst day of the year for him every year, my favorite. Thank you, God. I'm just going to open in prayer because I really feel the Lord is wanting to inspire us and encourage us today. We need to hear Jesus today. We need to hear the Holy Spirit today. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we open our hearts up, God. I open my mouth up, Lord. I thank you. You will flow through and you will make a change in the lives of people, God, not just here, but it's going to ripple out into this world, Father. Your word is eternal. And when it goes out, God, it makes changes that natural words don't make. Your spirit it quickens dead things, God. And today we're hungry and we're open for you, Jesus. Holy Ghost, come and have your way. Prepare our hearts. Even right now in this moment, God, prepare our hearts, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We need to hear you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, one of the things that is so sad to see in the church, in the body of Christ, you know, I've been saved about uh, 19 years, minus a couple of years away from God. So, 17 years in church, about 15 of that I've spent in leadership and in senior ministry. And again and again and again, we see the same thing. And I'm sure you've all seen it as well. And we see these churches where, praise God, we're in church. Praise God, we're saved. But there is a calling and anointing on every life that God brings into church. And yet so many of those anointings and those callings, whether it's to ministry or into the marketplace, so many of them fail to go fulfilled. So many of them sit dormant and idle and never getting to where God wants them to be. And one of the reasons that this happens and what the Lord's put on my heart to talk about today is that things go wrong in our life. Something traumatic happens and out of that trauma in our life, we never recover and never get back on again, if we survive at all. And I don't believe that that is where we should let the story end. God today has said, get back up. That's his message to us. Get back up again. Because it's too important. What's coming is too important. Your call is needed So we're going to talk today about that trauma. And you know what happens? It reminds me of a movie. See if you can tell which movie I'm talking about. We head off into life and, oh, it's beautiful. And we're just so excited. Ministry is a big one. may not be ministry for you. It might have been marriage or business or just life in general. And you head off into it. Oh, it's so gorgeous and the sun is out. And it's like a glorious ship in front of you. And you go to get on this ship. And it's so beautiful. And you fall in love and you dance around like, oh, it's so great. I finished Bible college. I'm going to go off into ministry now. It's going to be so wonderful. You're dancing around. And then suddenly the sun sets and goes down. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. John 16.33 says, Jesus saying, I've spoken these things to you that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. We're not to expect that nothing is ever going to go wrong. We live in a fallen world. 
the end of the verse says, be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. So we love those songs, how fight my battles. Death couldn't hold you down, Jesus. But he doesn't say that the problems won't come. And so we're on this beautiful, glorious ship and an iceberg comes out of nowhere. (laughs) Boom, comes the iceberg. Okay, so we can go through times in life where we just hit an awful tragedy. And I've heard horrible stories. You know, one woman I spoke to, her husband had uh, been very abusive and controlling. He put all the finances in her name and then took off with all the money and bankrupted her. She owes six figures or more. What can she do? It's all in her name. She signed it. So she probably has some legal recourse, but she's broken. I met another woman at a park and I started talking to her, brought up Jesus. Turns out her and her husband were church planners. She's the daughter-in-law of a pretty well-known minister. If I mentioned her, most people would know who that minister is. She's a daughter-in-law and they planted a church and they burnt out and they stepped away from it. They felt like they lost everything. It all went pear-shaped. Hasn't been in church for six years. You know, there are stories over and over and over again about icebergs. Icebergs happen. You know, I don't mind sharing a little of my story that I was in a church um, and I heard Pastor Chelsea sharing a little bit of her story. We were in the same church together. The sun was out. It was glorious. Walking in ministry. I'm a pastor. I'm planning churches. Everything's great. The sun goes down. Boom, an iceberg hits. It suddenly just went dark and the church went a bit twisted and I left that church with nothing. I was declared to be unsaved. I'd lost everything, lost all my friends, I'd already lost all my family, I had no money, I was a single parent, all I owned was a beaten up old Magna, that in the end when I sold it to a wrecker, I had to barter with him to get him to pay the $200 that he said he was going to pay, tried to offer me $150. I had nothing, I was so traumatised. And these things are not small things. I'm not talking about having a bad day. I'm talking about soul destroying that can just end your life. You know, when the Titanic went down, some people didn't even make it out of the water. They just died in the water. Some are clinging for dear life to a piece of wood. And you've got to go through a process of getting onto a lifeboat and then getting onto a bigger boat, then making your way back to land. But by the grace of God and by partnering with Jesus, which is what we need to do, I came into a place where he took me on that journey. And the end of the story is now five years later, God has blessed me with the most amazing husband. I mean, he is incredible. Pastor Yanni is just, his, his heart, I really mean this, I mean, his heart is so faithful and loyal. He's a pastor who's just so steadfast for Jesus. You know, I've got an amazing husband, he blessed us with two kids plus the two we had, that's four kids together. He gave us two cars, gave us a house, we're back in ministry, doing more than I was ever doing before. So you can thrive. Don't just survive the iceberg. You know, I heard a Holocaust survivor, someone who grew up around Holocaust survivors, and she said that there were two kinds of people. There were those who didn't die in the Holocaust and there were those who were living. Because we need to do more than just stay alive. We need to recover and thrive. We need to turn that thing around. Let it become fuel for the fire. Let it become something that is not, you know... God showed me this picture of how when a bone breaks, in order for that bone to set straight, it needs to be bound to something straight. So a splint or a cast or maybe some pins and some some rods on the inside, that bone is going to set either way. If you leave it, it will set. It will set like this or it will set like this. And to set straight, it needs to be bound to something straight. Now, if that bone isn't bound to something straight, 
When it sets crooked, the initial pain will pass. The initial pain of the break will pass. But they're talking chronic, lifelong pain in that bone. Never able to put weight on the bone. Never able to fully get on with what we're supposed to be doing. Now, when our heart breaks, because we go through these disgusting traumatic events, and if it's you and you've hit an iceberg, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Maybe it happened at the hands of the church. Maybe it happened in ministry. Maybe it happened in life, tragedy that happens. But that broken heart that we have from what happened, God wants to bind that broken heart to something straight. He wants to bind that broken heart to the straightness of his word and his spirit so that you heal as time passes, you heal straight, not crooked. Not out of joint. So enough time has passed. Time has passed. The initial heal has happened. But we're forever can't submit. Can't submit. Can't trust church. Can't be in church. Can't get on with my core. Can't be on a team. Can't be told off. <laughs> can't handle it. Nope. Not, not giving to the church. Not giving my money. Nope. Never going to go. Nope. Not doing ministry. Not, never getting married again. Nope. Never doing it again. And with the new norm has become this thing. And, you know, we're supposed to, there is a time when the break has just happened and things have gone wrong and you need, you need time to heal. You're not going to be normal for a bit of time. Okay, when I came into this church after that experience, I tell you, if you come near me with a volunteer clipboard, <laughs> I've been around too long, back on up behind that yellow line, I tell you. And no, I don't want to go on your new person's list. Don't even talk to me. People have talked to me and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, anyway, not interested, okay, because I've, I've just gone through a broken heart. But you know what we do is we take that, <laughs> someone told me recently, terrible story, apparently the disabled parking stickers or labels for your car, they used to have um, an expiration date that was just written on in like texter, like whiteboard texter almost, and someone was telling me they know someone who would just rub that out every year and just put the new date on. <laughs> But, you know, that thing's supposed to be reassessed at a regular basis and assessed whether you still need that disabled parking or not. And sometimes we just want to keep renewing that thing forever because we like our disabled parking spot. We like the ability to just... The other picture is it's like a licence. You know, who has one of those um, Centrelink healthcare cards? I think I've got one right here. And, you know, they're, they're made out of cardboard. They make them out of cardboard because you're supposed to throw them out. And they've got a big date. The biggest part on there is the date. So that's supposed to help me while I need a bit of extra help. But it's supposed to be regularly reassessed. But we take this cardboard flimsy thing and we laminate it and we tuck that bad boy away. <laughs> like my licence. And every time I manifest because, well, you don't know what happened to me. I pull out my licence and I say, this is what happened to me. This is what happened to me. So I don't have to submit. I don't have to go. But you don't know what happened to me. And we want to keep that licence tucked away. Laminate. No, no date. I've scratched the date out. It's just mine forever. And we have to be willing to give it up. Give it up. Give it up so we can get up and move on. God has patience. He has mercy. But we've got to get back up again. It's too important. We have to get back up again. So you've got to throw that thing out. Throw that thing out. Otherwise, there's a new normal. And you know, Hebrews 12, 13, this is a key scripture. Hebrews 12, 13 says, Make straight paths for your feet lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. God knows what pathway you need 
I understand. No one understands. You can, no one gets it. You know, I was blessed that I came into a church where my ministers had been through the exact same thing. I was blessed they understood. But you may not have people around you who really understand what you went through, but God does. God knows. He knows more than you know. He knows exactly what went wrong and he knows exactly what you need. You know, when I was 19, I went through a car accident and it was a terrible accident. God saved my life. I was a pedestrian. The car was doing 60 or 70. I'd just gotten saved and um, out of reflex, I put my arm up like that. And so my, my elbow hit the windshield. The only damage I suffered, I mean, I stood up after. I was conscious. I stood up and started apologising. The windshield smashed. It was on Beach Road. So all their doctors come running out of their million-dollar houses, which was really lucky for me. And they're feeling for internal. The only damage I had. I was fully conscious. I had a broken tooth and I had a broken arm. And my arm was actually shattered this way vertically. And so it wasn't as simple as putting a cast on it. I had a, apparently he was this world-class surgeon. Everyone, did you know this, by the way? A bit of trivia. Did you know that when you go from being mister to getting your PhD and your medical licence, you become doctor. Did you know if you keep going that you become mister again? Anyone else know that? I don't know. I was like, what? So this guy was a mister. And everyone kept telling me, oh, you're so blessed. You're so lucky that you've got him. He's a, you know. And anyway, so Mr. Richardson was his name, I think. He, um, he cut me open. I've got a scar on my arm. He cut me open. And he knew exactly. I had a plate and four bolts go through my arm. He knew precisely what was needed to make my arm straight, that I could be functional again. Okay, so praise God for that. But Jesus knows what you need. He knows what you went through. He knows what's wrong with you. He knows why. He knows how to fix it. He knows what truth it needs to be bound to that you would be straight, that your heart would be straight again and not forever wounded, not forever going through life like that. He can do it. He knows and he'll take you on the right straight path. And this is what happens. I see people go through trauma and they come out and they just go and make their own path, whichever way, a way that seems right to the eyes of a man and it's not straight and they don't heal straight and it damages them and they can't go to church and they can't get back in ministry and they don't want to get married again. And it's so devastating because God wants to heal you straight. So we're going to talk about three things today. We're going to talk about the next steps for you. There's three things that God wants us to remember. He wants to remember that I must get back up, I can get back up, and I will get back up. I must get back up. It's not even about my quality of life. It's not about me. There's a whole world out there who needs what's in you. Yes, you. Not pastor so-and-so and apostle so-and-so and so-and-so on Facebook, on YouTube. You. You have a purpose. You have a calling. It is unique. It is just as important as every other part in the body. There are no unimportant roles in the body. You are important. You matter to the eternity, not just the life, but the eternal life of who knows how many people. It's, you must get back up. The body needs you. The world needs you. You must get back up. And one day we're going to stand in front of God. And I tell you, I live for this day. If there's ever confusion for me to bring clarity, imagine that day standing in front of him. Too late now. Time's up. Standing in front of him with everything he gave me. His blood that made a covenant to give me life and life more abundantly. Everything he gave me. His written word all over my bookshelves. Everything he gave me. And I'm going to stand in front of God and say, I hit an iceberg. I'm sorry I never got back up. I don't want that to be me. 
I want to stand in front of God, and I've already stuffed up so much. That's okay, but I'm going to work it till the end. I'm going to get back up again. I'm going to keep going. I don't care what comes my way. I will keep fighting. I must get back up. It's too important. So you must get back up. The second point is you can get back up. Yeah, I get it. You know what? I get it. It's impossible to recover from some things. Without Jesus, yeah. You can watch all the Dr. Phil you like. You can sit around and get all the counseling you like without Jesus. And I am not against counseling. But there are some things that cannot be repaired without the Spirit of God. By God, all things are possible. And I'm telling you, no matter what iceberg you hit, if Jesus was on the Titanic, that thing would still be floating. He can do it. He can do it. He can. And even if you're floating in the water and it's too late, he can get you out. He can. He can heal your broken heart. The Bible says that in Luke 4.18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. He knew that you're going to be brokenhearted and bruised. Jesus can bring you through that. If you partner with him, if you partner with him, you know, when you've got a broken bone, sometimes the last thing you feel like is someone coming near you who's got kids and they're like that. You're trying to help them. They've got a big cut or scratch and, ah, don't touch it, don't touch it. And you know that if I don't disinfect that thing, it's going to be bad. So we don't want someone to come near our broken bone. It hurts. Don't touch it. Stay away from me. I don't want to be in church. I didn't want to be here when I came out of that. Are you kidding? I don't want to be in church. It's the last place I wanted to be, but my heart wanted Jesus. And I know that church was part of that straight thing I want to bind myself to. I declared I will not be shipwrecked by this thing. I refuse. I'm not, I'm not giving them that. So I need to be in church. And it wasn't always fun at the start. There was because of my issues. There was a lot of fear. And I knew, though, that the further we run from the fear and the longer we stay away, the more time that fear has to work on us the more work it has in us. No, devil. I don't know. Is anyone else like that? Anyone else bark like that? Yeah. Right, you've got to have a bit of fight in you. Yeah. Kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Yeah. We've got to have a bit of oomph in us. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, it, it's not always a pleasant experience, but we have to let him the, heal us, that brokenhearted. He's going to heal us if we will co-labor with him. We must get back up. And the last one is, I will get back up. So the first one, who remembers? I must get back up. Second one, I can. Actually, on that one, before I keep going, I can get back up. You need to know your identity in Christ and get the word of God in there to flush it out. I guarantee you the devil's in the ear declaring who you are, that you are this and you are that and I am this and I am that and that's how it goes. No. Don't even, don't, don't enter conversation with the devil. Don't explain to him why you're not. Because, and this applies to some people too, sorry, but it does. So don't enter into a back and forward about it. You're not talking to him. I'm, why am I going to waste my time talking to the devil? He's talking to me. I'm not talking to him. I'll talk to God. I'll talk to myself. I'm not talking to him. So when he comes along and he says, you're this, that, and the other, one of his greatest tricks is to goad you into a bit of a conversation. Forget it. You're this. You're a failure. You, you, you're the one, you're, it's your fault. It's your fault the marriage broke up. You did this, you did that. You're, you're never going to whatever. Whatever he's saying, 
My identity in Christ, as I'm born again, the Spirit of God lives inside of me. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ in me is greater than the one that's out there. I'm yielding my heart to truth. I'm allowing the brokenness in me to be bound to his spirit and his word, even though it hurts. You know, I had pain. He had to cut me open to get in there to put that plate and that pin in. That's all right. God's got some good painkillers. Get in the spirit. Get in worship. That was my painkiller. I came in here. I remember um, a brother prayed for me. First time ever, I just got... I actually had been knocked out in the Holy Ghost before, like once or twice. But this time, I just couldn't stop laughing. Just fell off my chair on the floor. And every time I get hit by the Spirit, that's generally what happens to me now. You know, painkillers. God wants you to get high in the Spirit. And don't, don't judge me for that. The Bible talks about getting drunk in the Holy Spirit. Okay? So you can get wasted in Jesus, and it's going to help take care of some of that pain. You know, just get in the Holy Spirit. He'll say, don't worry, because my mind's ticking away. And he's like, just shh, don't worry about it. Off you go. Down on the floor. So God will get you through that. Okay? So just let him, though, go through that process and bind you up. But you have to know who you are in Christ. Allow yourself to go through the process, but know who you are. God loves you. He died for you, sees you, sees who you are. And this last point, I will get back up. Now, this one is important because if you are not determined, if you're having a crack at it, if you're just going to go through and see if the pastor gets it right, I'll have a go at getting back up. So I'll go and meet with my pastor, hang out. There we go. They got it wrong. I'm out of here. It hurts too much. Oh, don't touch that. If we don't have in us a mindset of not only is it that I must, not only is it that I can, but I am so determined Talk about determined, okay? My, my three-year-old, he is determined, I tell you. He's got a three-year-old. I had a three-year-old before. You know what I'm talking about? Determined. You know, he, we had a toy up on a top shelf and mum was babysitting. And she said they were watching a, she was watching a movie with Jonah. My, old, my daughter was somewhere in the house. And Jonah suddenly looked at her and went, oh, grandma, come with me. Come, grandma, come, come, come. And he goes, points up the top shelf and he goes, can you get that for me? <laughs> and she's looking, wondering, why is it so high out of reach? And Bella comes in and says, oh, Grandma, he's not meant to have that toy. And he's like, shh, go away, Bella. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Grandma. He was determined. He goes and he gets his little containers and he stacks them on top of each other to try and reach. And he's nowhere near it. But he's determined. When he wants something, he's determined. Yes, you, little Jojo looking at me. You're very determined. We need to have the same tenacity, not I'm going to have a crack. No, I will do this. Because Christ lives in me and I must get up and get on with my call. So whatever it is today that you started off in life in and you knew that you were called to that, you knew it was a God thing, you knew you were being you, today is the day that you're going to get back up again. It is a decision. Don't think about how I'm going to do it. God will take you on His path if you will bind yourself to His Word and His Spirit. He'll take you. I can't take you. No church can take you. God will take you. It might include counselling. It might include different things that you need to go through, but He'll take you through that. Okay, but we got to make a decision today. Say to Jesus today, I will. Say to Jesus today, I'm sorry. I started off and I, and I hit an iceberg and I never got back up again. I'm sorry I let that happen to me, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord God. But God, my heart hungers to be back with you in the fullness of your will on your path for me. I'm destined for more than this limping that I'm doing all the time. There's more than that in me. I don't want that, God. Throw away my parking pass, my disabled parking. I throw away my license. And I'm going to come and say, if it has to be opened up again, God, that you would make it straight, then I'll go through that. I'll allow that, Jesus. 
and I will. So I'm gonna make a call out today. If you don't, if you don't even know Jesus, if you don't feel like your heart is intimate with Jesus, you know who he is and he knows who you are. Today is the day that that can change. I'm telling you, you need him. You need him more than you realize. In the Titanic, there weren't enough boats. Remember that? There weren't enough lifeboats because they thought, whatever, it won't sink. I tell you what, life is gonna end one day and you need Jesus. You need Jesus. We all end. It's not even the Bible, that's just life. We're going to end. Life doesn't go forever. And when we end, we need Jesus. Or we go into the water and we die. We need Jesus if we want to go on to heaven and be with God. So we're going to bow our heads and close our eyes. And if that's you today, if you know that your heart is empty and you know that you're alone, you need Jesus in your life, I'm going to invite you to be brave and put your hand up and say, before you and God, I need Jesus. If there's anyone today who wants to put their hand up to say, I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my heart. And God is calling on people today to get back up. He's calling on you to say, trust with me, walk with me, journey with me on this path. And you don't have to be wounded and limp forever. You can get up and get on with those grand dreams that you had in your heart that were from heaven. You can get up and get on with that again. If that's you today, I'd love it if you would come up and let us pray with you and let us declare to heaven with you. So we're going to open up this altar this morning and I'm going to call people to come forward. And I want you to come forward and declare with heaven, declare to the Father that God, I'm not going to allow that iceberg that hit me to keep winning over my future. I won't let that thing own me forever. I am free in Him and I want that freedom. And when you declare that in front of God and in front of heaven, things change. I, you think it's just a prayer and it's just a moment and just an altar call. It's not. It will change what happens. Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pray over you and then I'm going to invite those who want to declare to Jesus and declare to heaven, I will. I want to invite you forward and I want to pray with you and partner with you that you can recover. So Father, right now, I thank you that you have callings in this house, people that are called to do great and mighty things for you and their heart knows it, even if their mind disagrees. They know that they're called and they're anointed and they're gifted with a purpose that is eternal. And yet they've hit an iceberg, God. And they've gone down. And I pray, Father, that today's the day they make a decision in their heart before you, God. Yes, I can and yes, I will. So I declare and breathe life, God, over those callings today, Jesus. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.